0: We're just so happy that actually somebody turned up. Especially this is one of the nicest days of the year in Edinburgh. In fact, they've got a a National Day of uh, Mornings for the rest of the year. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I do apologise if you were expecting Michael McIntyre tonight. He can't make. So there'll be no whimsical jokes about men in drawers or, you know. So stuff about when you're walking down the beach and your body splits into amino acids and proteins and well then, six million years later, recombines into a whole new life form as you. And you're wearing the same clothes and you're out of fashion. <laughs> so none of that. Um, however, welcome to the most haunted pub in Scotland. <laughs> If you feel anything from behind, that's probably Tom, we'll see in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, don't worry about it. Um, I am a rationalist, and I don't believe in ghosts and ghoulies and long the beasts. Uh, and neither do I believe in sceptics, because they're loonies, they just <laughs> hang around in pubs. You know, and they're hanging around in pubs talking about molecules. Oh, you know, molecules, you get three or four of those, you get a thing! <laughs> 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 never quite understood. Um, and they've got that K thing going on, you know. Oh, we've got a K, we've got a lovely big K. I've got a big liver bit, don't you hear me going about it all the time? <laughs> so you're perfectly safe from ghosts. No ghosts here, not a single ghost. No! Ghosts! 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 Unconvincing ghosts!
1: What's this then? The ghost costumes. Yeah. That you That's sent you us out for. Yeah. I sent you
0: out with four grand and
2: you've come back with this. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. 20 ghost costumes. Two of them. It's a sheet?
1: It's a professionally made ghost <laughs> costume. It's fitted! It's <laughs> <streamlined>.
0: <laughs> And this one says property of the Edinburgh Hospital Morgue.
3: <laughs> authenticity of proximity to death. God. You are a bunch of twats.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <wow>. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so let's get this try. Right. Let me try and uh, surmise what happened here. Tom, while you were going to the costumier, the very expensive costumier, <laughs> did you
1: happen to pop into a betting shop? Ah,
3: no. Yeah. I can see why you might think that, given past experience and that time that I sold your grandmother. For <laughs> 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 I really, 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 really didn't. <laughs> and
0: the... Andy Andy
3: Andy
0: Andy 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 <laughs> Well, going through the streets of— Old Ricky Did you happen
1: to pop into a titty bar? <laughs> no... <laughs> Just a little titty bar? No... We know how we like <laughs> the titties. <laughs> yes,
0: but no. Back in the old days we used to call him Bobby Boo Bandits. No... <laughs> oh, happy. Oh, happy days. But no. Right. Right. So, Tom, I was asking for a rattle syphilitic old prostitute.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And you bring me this. <laughs> I fucking hate pop comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy was supposed to be the most terrifying poltergeist in all of Edinburgh. <laughs> I'll drop it there. <laughs> I, can, I can't get it over there. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh well. So, if you didn't spend it on boobies, there's only one explanation. But you can't spend £4,000 in a pub.
3: Martin, this is the Edinburgh Festival. <laughs> <laughs> Still, don't want to to your pub and not spend £4,000? <laughs> Twelve pounds <laughs> fifty for a double gin and tonic. At the pleasant.
2: Oh it's very. You fit. can buy a bloody house for that in Yorkshire. <laughs> come on,
3: come on. Come on. <laughs> it's
0: a frightening man. At the best times. Okay, well, so there it is, that's that's, the £4,000 I've been saving up in the sock at the bottom of my bed since I was 12 years old. So that one day, I could come to Edinburgh and do a show in a small room, very hot,
1: (laughs) in a stupid (laughs) nylon suit, with you two. We didn't spend it on booze. No. What did you spend it on then? I'll tell you what we spent it on. Beans? (laughs) Beans? <laughs> what kind of beans? <laughs> the gentleman's Review's magic beans. What's <laughs> so fucking magic about them? They're only 50% fat. Whoa! <laughs> Excellent. Where would you buy such magic beans? We've got a pallet of them out of the back. Wow!
0: Oh, I can't be angry with you too.
2: <laughs>
0: go on, take yeah. this nonsense off, and there you go, the gentleman. <laughs> Did I miss a meeting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh. Of course, the most wonderful thing in the world was uh, how we got to this stage in uh, our careers, so sort of standing on the stage. And uh, th- this was all down to a friend of ours who made us do it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and Tom has produced a log for the people at home, not to you, uh, <laughs> uh, of how we got here. 3rd of July, 10.36, text. OK, folks, we're doing one hour in Edinburgh. Half gentlemen's review bits and half other stuff.
3: This was a bit worrying coming out of the blue. <laughs>
2: me
3: and Andy haven't yet figured out exactly who this person was that gave me the idea. You can rest assured when we do, it's going to get a sound kicking.
1: <laughs> I was concerned that doing a show would intrude on my well-thought-out plan for the week of drinking gin, failing to get off with any women, and drinking more gin. A <laughs> <laughs> plan that has circuit one in the past. True indeed. I now spend the next seven hours in a vague state of worry. <laughs> text. We should simplify the first half to allow lots of audience interaction.
3: It'll take the mind off the material. (laughs) Uh, Confidence-inspiring plan, though, this is. It did have the thought of presupposing the presence of an audience, so we decided not to go with it. And the fact that Tom, for different yet legally enforceable reasons, is forbidden
1: to get within one and a half metres of anyone with ovaries. (laughs) (laughs) 6.54, text. Venue fixed. Roll preparation montage to Eye of the Tiger. (laughs) Although, with hindsight, the glacial pace with which we leapt into
3: action, the Last of the Summer Wine theme tune may have been more appropriate. (laughs) 7.51 that day, another stirring text from Martin. It will be a shambles. Yes, it will be.
0: we might get to meet Kev Orkin or Pete Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was
1: meaning to ask you about that. They, they don't seem to be here, and that's the only reason I said I'd do this. I
0: ain't sure <laughs>
1: of that, 906, text.
3: We've got confirmation. 907, return text. Great. I shall now go and evacuate my bowels in fear.
1: <laughs> the 4th of July. Yeah, American Independence Day. Martin leaps into action and rallies the troops. Text. I wanted to get something sort of for Edinburgh, but feel sleeping.
0: I'll have a little snooze, and we can have a chat tomorrow or something. Two days later, another missive. Arthur's! <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to produce
3: leaflets. I'm selling some DVDs on Amazon to pay for them. I uh, greater love hath no man that he should lay down his Dorothy Elsayers box set. <laughs> Edinburgh general. 7th of July, first script meeting, 60 minutes left to fill. I point out that we've already got about 30 minutes of sketches written already, so that's half the work done. I decide that the show needs to be all new and fresh. (laughs) (laughs) The old material's dumped and we're back
1: to being 60 minutes short. We can half for home. 8.38, text. Thanks
3: for that, chaps. I'll sleep much better tonight. (laughs) Neither Tom or I sleep particularly well. (laughs) 13th of July. I decide to be proactive. Text to Martin. Are we doing any Edinburgh prep tonight? Return text. No, I've got a work (laughs)
1: late.
3: Tom and I get together
1: regardless. 10.30, text, is it written yet? (laughs) Return text, not exactly,
3: but we have just won four pints in a pub quiz. (laughs) 15th of July, magic day. I've got the afternoon off, Martin's on an early finish from work, we've got lots of time to write. The pair celebrate by going to see Harry
1: Potter and getting spectacularly drunk.
3: (laughs) Is it me? Yes! 17th of July, I wake yeah. up with my first piece of comic inspiration in five months. I hastily type it up. Sadly, some of the sketch is too complicated to learn, or even say. <laughs> <laughs> and it has to be dropped. I, however, remain confident in the material, and I'll be hawking paper copies of it outside the main door for ten <laughs> pence a pop as you leave. 19th of July, our first break.
1: The show need only be 55 minutes long, and with the inevitable faffing at the beginning, we only now have 50
3: minutes to film. <laughs>
1: Results!
3: <laughs> 21st of July. Our first run through is material, hit by a tragedy. <sighs> it becomes clear, sadly,
1: that Martin has some inability Uh, to read lines from a script. Worse yet,
3: (laughs) the affliction appears that it's most pronounced when the script is one that Martin's actually written himself. (laughs) It's suggested we give him as little to read as possible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I agree. (laughs) 24th of July. We skip recording a podcast to run through all our material.
3: We now have the skeleton of a show. Let (laughs) us say the 4th of August. We're up to 40 minutes. Celebrate by going for a pint to put us in the Edinburgh remove. <laughs> we get into
1: the pub. Tom and Martin order a pint of Landlord each and turn around to peruse the scene. I order a pint of something else, and at this point, the barmaid turns to me, smiles cheekily, and without saying a word, silently pulls out a towel and places it over the pump for what they've ordered and pulls me mine. 6th <laughs> of August, travel to Edinburgh. Unusually, for
3: us, we see some comedy. More usually, we get pissed. Yeah. <laughs> 7th of August. 1.30, final script meeting. We decide exactly how we fill the remaining 15 minutes. Probably.
2: <laughs>
3: 10.30, after a few drinks, we decided it'd be a
1: good idea to get an early night before our final preparation in the morning. <laughs> 11 o'clock PM, I arrive back at digs and settle down for Kim. Three thirty a.m.
0: Andy may stagger in and collapse into bed. Not together. No. (laughs) So um, apart from uh, knacking up the whole ghost thing,
1: uh, Uh, I uh, gave you another job to do. Yes, the going forward in time. Ah, yes. I didn't actually get round to doing that. But I did bump into me from the future, and he said I was going to. <laughs> uh, but he also gave me these. <coughs> what are these? Uh, these are the reviews that the ladies and gentlemen here are going to be writing of this show and later. <laughs>
0: bastards. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's see what
1: we like. Uh, well,
0: the first one is from uh, that uh, gentleman over there. He says Wilson, Wolfenden, and Stringfellow make me want to pluck out my own innards and play them like a banjo. <laughs>
1: I can't tell whether that's good or bad,
3: really. <laughs> <laughs> this one says, It wasn't as bad as syphilis. Who wrote that? I think that was him. Yeah, uh, he looks uh, like he no. Yeah. <laughs> the lady in the middle wrote, After
0: an hour in the company of these men, I turned to lesbianism. <laughs> it's
1: not the first time. Um, I've got an anonymous one here. It said, uh, The gentleman's reviews show was an hour of wit and hilarity. It was easily the best thing I've seen in Edinburgh this year, possibly in my whole life. <sighs> um, so sorry to hear about what happened to Martin the day afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's no age to go, is it? That <laughs> 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 takes
3: the shine off a it bit. <laughs> be It'll be fine, yeah. carry on. <laughs> uh, with charming songs and homespun whimsy, Remains the children's favourite <laughs> on the festival this year. I think this woman's lost the plot. Yeah. Although she does go on to say, most pleasing was the culmination in the unspoken sexual tension between Madeline the Ragdoll and Gabriel the Toad, <laughs> which resulted in a climax so exciting this reviewer slid off her chair.
1: <laughs> so
3: that's one to see.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: Uh, this one's from Patrick Stewart, the famous oh.
1: actor. Uh, is, is
3: he in? <laughs> I
0: think it's cloaked <laughs> uh, in yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. It says, I can see all your bellies <laughs> from London. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's bloody rude, isn't it? Uh, that's a bit harsh. Yeah. I've been working out. I've been not eating.
3: And what do we have here? Ah. A Phil Kay, cloaked in a Jack Whitehall, shrouded in a, <laughs> <laughs> a Brendan O'Carroll, Oh, shit. (laughs) Is that good? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks, bum, regardless. (laughs) (laughs) But you see, you're being very stupid. Writing all these reviews is a ridiculous thing to do, because this is the only show we're doing! Nobody could be influenced by these reviews, one way or the other. So can we all agree that you're not going to write them? Don't waste your own time, okay? Yeah. Thank you. Ooh! (laughs) that's done it, Tom, because now they've all gone blank. (laughs) 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 <laughs> two
0: after that. <laughs> so yeah, we, we got into Edinburgh and we had a big chunk of show to do because we've, we've got the second half sorted uh, and hopefully you'll enjoy that <laughs> 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 I keep telling people uh, So what we did, we just wandered out to the city and got drunk and just hoped that something would present, present itself for us to talk about and uh, whilst having a fag outside a pub, I <laughs> hit upon an oh idea, and it wasn't mine, it was a man who was standing next to me who was telling the lady on his phone that like he was a very sensitive lover. <laughs> Which to me is a redundant term. I mean, the fact is, love itself is a, quite a sensitive thing, isn't it? I mean, it's something that you do with somebody you love, so you're not going to just punch them in the face whenever you get to bed with them. Well, some people might, but I don't know. I just thought it would be more remarkable if there was a man there who was an insensitive lover. And he would say things on the phone like, Hello, love! <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming home to bounce off the mattress till you fly out the window! Or even worse. Sadly, a mother died in her sleep. Well, I was splitting her in two with my cock! <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's unpleasant, really. It's <laughs> handy. <laughs> so our tale, of, uh, our tale of Edinburgh-based whimsy continued yesterday morning when I realised I'd stupidly come up without bringing any toothpaste with me. i generally down home, uh, If I, I'd uh, buy it from a supermarket, probably the little <laughs> down the road from me, uh, but there was, no, <laughs> there was nothing like that here. So I went to the uh, convenience shop round the corner from our flat, and I went and I had a bit of a look around. There was all the things I'd expect to see there, the uh, kitchen roll, the tin foil, and the soft core pornography. Um, <laughs> but try as I might, I couldn't actually see any toothpaste. So I grabbed a bottle of chocolate milk, went up to pay for it, and it's then that I spotted that while the bleach and the caustic oven cleaner were conveniently available in the open shop on the lower shelves, the toothpaste was stashed securely behind the counter with the fags, the lighter fluid, and the painkillers. And I thought they've clearly got very different attitudes to dental hygiene. To the <laughs> but then maybe it's—I was thinking maybe it's a reverse psychology thing to get people, get kids, more keen in brushing their teeth by making it seem forbidden and dangerous. I mean imagine if every time you were in the supermarket as a child and you got near the toothpaste aisle your dad would grab you by the shoulder, steer you out of the way and say no no son that's not for you not yet maybe when you're older you'd be desperate to start brushing your teeth and it just gave me the image of groups of of, uh, little urchins hanging around outside 7-elevens and every time an adult goes in trying to give them two pounds and saying oh go on mister, can you buy us a tube of Colgate? It's for me dad, honest.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well ladies and gentlemen I've not had a very happy Edinburgh so far. Mainly because I had to go through the ordeal yesterday of buying a mobile phone. (laughs) 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 It's probably Best if I give you some idea of my state of mind when I was about to make this purchase. Having walked one and a half miles from our digs as I had, in the gorgeous summer Edinburgh drizzle, (laughs) having forgot my umbrella as usual, got to the shops, realised I hadn't actually got my old mobile, had to go all the way back, got the mobile, left again, forgetting my umbrella for the second time, (laughs) and arrived at Carphone Warehouse, wet, hot, and somewhat testy. (laughs) And yet it all started so well. I said, hello, Mr. Carphone Warehouse person. (laughs) My mobile has died. I said, no problem. You bought it from us. We can give you a new mobile. We can give you that mobile whilst your old one goes off to be repaired. And I thought, fantastic. And when your mobile's been repaired, in two or three weeks' time, it'll be returned to us here and you can pick it up from us. Now, (laughs) this is where I start to see the first problem. I don't actually live in Edinburgh, I said. But there is a Carphone Warehouse where I do live. Maybe you could get it returned there. No! <laughs> computer will not allow us to put that information in. But surely you must have some sort of internal postal system. No. How difficult would it be just to allow me to get this phone delivered to where I am? Impossible. So we could take the computer, pin it to the floor and threaten it with bats,
2: we would not be able to
3: convince it to take that information. <laughs> But this company, this company has made the person that founded it into a millionaire. You have shops all over the globe now. You're a world leader in your field. And what is that field? Let me think, oh yes, it's communications. <laughs> <laughs> and you're telling me you have a computer system. That doesn't allow you to accept the fact that you might have more than one shop. <laughs> now, I really, really wish I'd have said that. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. because I'm oh, nice person. But I did realise I was probably going to have to buy myself a phone to see me through this week. So I said, Mr. Carphone Warehouse person, show me your phones. Let me see them. I need the phone to do this, 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 this and this. And I want to spend as little money as possible. And he started showing me phones at about the £100. mark. Now that might just have been because he's a salesman or he might not have heard me. But I began to suspect that he wasn't conversant in the Yorkshire interpretation of the phrase, as little money as possible. <laughs> so I pointed at one that looked nice, for 20 quid, and said, What about that one? Now his answer floored me. He might have said, Well, no, sir, given the technical specifications that you requested, I really don't think you'll find that tailor hand set to your liking. He could even have said, Sir, Surely, a man of such obvious taste and suave sophistication as yourself would not want to be seen out in public holding something that looks for all the world like a silver turd! With buttons! No, I pointed it and said, what about that one? He looked at me straight in the eye and said, it's crap! <laughs> <laughs> crap! I don't know what surprised me. He could have such balls to actually use that as a sales pitch, although he's by brazenly telling me that the people that pay his salary sell crap merchandise! <laughs> <laughs> you're angry now aren't you no, <laughs> I either way I'm pretty sure it wasn't mess with company policy because i pretty sure the last time I saw a Carfair Warehouse advert the slogan at the end did not read Carfair Warehouse come to us because some of the stuff that we sell might not be crap <laughs> <laughs> now I was getting pissed off by this time and I didn't like him very much and I started to suspect he didn't like me. So I just pointed at the cheapest phone I could see and said, tell me about that one. (laughs) That one, sir. Yes, that one. It's a £10 mobile. Yes. What does it do?
2: You
3: can take phone calls. You can send texts. It'll act as a reasonably adequate (laughs) (laughs) paperweight. Fine, I said, I will have that one. Give me the £10 mobile. Certainly sir. That'll be 20 quid. <laughs> 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 £20, pounds, sir. £10 for the mobile, £10 top-up. Ah, no, no, no. See, I don't need the top-up. I just want the phone. No, you can't buy the phone with that top-up, sir. But the only thing that the top-up would give me is the ability to make phone calls and send texts, and I'm pretty sure that the £30 a month i have already paid to Orange allow me to do that! <laughs> so you cannot buy that mobile without paying us £20. Mike, I suggest to you that if there is no way legally or physically that I can leave this building with that mobile for less than £20, you stop calling it a fucking £10 mobile! <laughs> and I did say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't in this. What I said was this. I thanked him. Thank you Mr Carphone Warehouse person. Thank you for giving me a unique insight into your company's working practices and indeed your own slightly dodgy sales practices. <laughs> thank you indeed for trying to explain to me why I should be perfectly pleased to pay £10 for something that I'm neither going to want nor use. Thank you particularly for giving me five minutes of material for the show that I'm going to do tomorrow night which we are and frankly I've got fucked fuck all up to this point. <laughs> but thank you mainly. Because you have actually done your job. You have shown me which of this self-confessed array of crap mobiles is the one that I actually want to purchase. You've given me an insight into which phone I want to own. So thank you. And then I fucked off to Argos and I bought it there instead. Well, that's me (laughs) then.
1: We've we've still got a few minutes left of what we're we're going to Uh, do. I've got the emergency Mm -hmm. sketch. The one you showed me last week? Yeah. Yes, we'll do that. It's brilliant. What's this? Um, the, yeah, it's probably not showing you. I've got a spare copy here. Yeah. Yeah, that's one. Awesome. No, seriously, it's great. Yeah. Um, we'll do this. It'll be fine. It, it's
0: the one we did at the the wardrobe meeting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Choose this over mine. Yeah. Yes. Yours was difficult. I oh, can read this. It's on a piece yeah. of paper. Yours was on my like, internet something. It was like. It didn't come off the internet onto paper, it just stays there. Fine, fine, yeah. Okay, well, whatever. Who am I? Uh, you you're... Tom.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not one to labour the joke, wouldn't I? Erm, you could be Martin, that's probably easiest, cool. isn't it? Cool, I not do that anymore. That's yeah, weird. Weird. no. Uh, <laughs> Maybe yeah, I'll just into the ground up. Are we ready?
2: Hello!
1: <clears throat> ah, hello. Oh my god! It's Sean Connery, isn't it?
2: <laughs>
1: uh, uh, that's right. You might recognise me from such cinematic releases as Zardos. Well, welcome to Princess Taylors. How
0: may we help you today?
1: <clears> I <throat> have a list. We can hear that.
3: What? We <laughs> can <laughs> <laughs>
0: OK, will you tell us what you want and we'll fetch it for you. Hold it, to so the roller skates! <laughs> Here they are. <clears throat> skates? How surprising. All more
1: content. Excellent. <laughs> well, well, firstly, I'd like a suit. Right, to the right here, also here you
3: are, one suit. No.
1: Your, your speed is suddenly refreshing. No. I would also like... I would also like a short-sleeved shirt. <laughs> here we
2: go. We've
0: tried ourselves on speed at Brennan's. <laughs> Perhaps you should read us the entire list.
1: Uh, well, I, I could just give you the list. No! no. no. That wouldn't be nearly as funny. Helpfully, helpful. Okay. Well, I'd like some silk shirts, shoes, size 16, seven singlets, spats, (laughs) sable shorts, (coughs) six sweaters, and slippers, also size 16.
0: They're all your items as requested and unfeasibly quickly.
3: How will you be paying for that? Sweats. Right, okay. Can we sell them? What? Big delete shit! What? All you're doing is taking the piss out of an old man's speech impediment in some sort of <laughs> archaic sketch shop. Moreover, probably the world's most famous Scotsman... in Scotland. Well done.
1: Well, uh, we've still got a better time to fill. Shall we do the one we worked out on the train? Oh the yeah, yeah. you'll like this one. That, this this one really is brilliant. It's better. It will solid, blow your cock off. Solid job. <laughs> do I have to do anything? No. Nope. Solid. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hello, welcome to Ben
1: and Jerry's. Oh my god, are you Jonathan Ross? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like some whilst bewildered, sirs. Get out of
0: it! <laughs>
3: bloody well for yourself. <laughs> and only apologise, ladies and gentlemen. My show will come with gold. <laughs> <laughs> now, this, this is the nearest as you're probably going to get to an interval in an Edinburgh show, and I came and watched a show here last night. So I'll forgive you if you want to take 10 seconds to actually just stand up and massage your buttocks and go. (laughs) (laughs) But we are in for a treat. In our second half we have some guests. They've written their own uh, introduction. Now, a perfect treat, ladies and gentlemen, an insight into the theatrical arts from two gentlemen who've honed their skills and craft in some of the most prestigious catering wagons British cinema has to offer. Author of the self published pamphlets Days and Nights in Soho with Livier's agent, Mr. Jamie Tench, <laughs> and fresh from his experimental West End show Master Chef, the Musical, <laughs> <laughs> we have Mr. Barrington Dab. I give you in conversation Gavin Tench.
1: <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Oh, thank you, thank you. Oh, oh, that's, <laughs> no, that's, no, that's, uh, oh, oh, you oh, oh, oh. kind, <laughs> I'm so bashful. Isn't uh, oh, oh, it? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> oh, they're doing uh, the It's a wonderful. Place,
0: isn't it? it is marvellous, Tench, isn't it? It's my favourite place. I started my uh, career in Edinburgh. Did you? Where
1: was that? I was at the Pleasant Courtyard, shouting at people into queues, you know. Get against the wall! <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a job you'd be very suited for, Tench. Did you get good notices for it? Oh, yes. Five stars. Ah. Well, two stars. They all read like five, though. Ah, yes. <laughs> were they the ones they clipped on your little badge that you had? Yes, yes. I also won the uh, biggest top competition ah. w- was that year. Ah. Was that a description of your penis or your personality? <laughs> well, anyway, we were due to be on about half an hour later, but unfortunately we had to curtail our, uh, our research in the pub due to being thrown out, didn't
0: we? Yes, well, have you ever been to Greyfriars Bobby's Bar? It's quite a nice pub, isn't it, Tender? Yes, well, yes. I was
1: explaining to the locals that who
0: Greyfriars Bobby's was. He, he wasn't a dog, he was a dog molester. <laughs> <laughs> he was a man that would sneak into churchyards at night. Finding little doggies sitting on their owners' graves, and he'll bum them!
1: <laughs> yes. This is horrible! Tens, so, so are, are you claiming that the Scots, as a nation, will commemorate with public statuary someone who sexually assaults dogs? Have you seen that little dog's face on that statue? <laughs> he did look
0: startled. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Good lord, <laughs>
0: <little> bastard. <sighs> hear so anyway, no, I was I was describing to the chap in the pub uh, exactly how the chap inserted his own yes, member uh, yes, into I'm his whiskey <laughs> open,
1: uh, and it actually <laughs> went off yes he, he wasn't overly wasn't overly pleased with that was he with uh, with your your Male extrusions in his drink. I called it a Jizzy bale. I don't think he really bought into it, did he? No, the man's a fool. No, he very nearly, uh, very nearly pummeled us. He was a big man, wasn't he? Oh, frightening man! At least seventy-two feet tall. At least, if he was an inch, and we came very close, ladies and gentlemen, to getting beaten to within an inch of our miserable lives. Yes, blood taste, won't we? We were. Luckily for us. He seemed loath to let go of what must have been at least a treble of single malt, so insisted on straining the sticky lumps out through his teeth and his moustache, before chasing after us with a look of hatred and murder in his eyes, and then occasionally having to stop to be violently sick all over himself. It was a a repellent but oddly compelling spectacle, as the cycle repeated, of Sip, Chase, Vomit. <laughs> Sip. Chase. Vomit. And it was only really that that let us escape, wasn't it, Tate? Yes, thank God,
0: thank God I'm on the uh, Rowan Atkinson
1: diet.
3: Yes, well, yeah, you're looking good for it. And
1: I, I you can tell you were on that one because your face has gone all rubbery. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, anyway, shall we uh, shall we get on with what we're I here to we do? We, um, um, we're here today,
0: I mean, most of you wouldn't have ever met an actor, I'm sure. And, uh, and if you had, they would have probably been quite far away from you. Yes. Uh, probably poking away with the stick, going, GO AWAY! Yeah. Oh,
2: <laughs>
0: poor people.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: so yes, we're going to, to give you a little insight into the theatre class today by just giving you some uh, clips on the little projects we're working on at the moment.
1: Yes, no, I, I was going to start off by showing you a little piece from my, my last Easter play, A Visit from the Easter Bunny. It was, picture the scene, Tench. A room full of children, their faces lit up in awe and expectation i enter clad in my black pvc backless bunny costume and hop round the stage calling out to them i'm coming for you children (laughs) all the while laying the hand-painted ping pong ball easter eggs that i'd previously secreted Within myself.
0: I can't say the children like you that very much.
1: Well, no, in retrospect, I should have seen that they wouldn't really, shouldn't I? And children these days, they're not going to go for anything hand painted. They want shiny things, don't they? How do you make them shiny? I covered them in shards of broken glass for the next (laughs) performance. So I don't perform that one anymore. Instead, I'll be doing, uh, I'll be directing you, Tench, in an excerpt from my latest masterwork, The Play with No Name. So first, first, I think we need to discuss the costume. I've been thinking long and hard about the appropriate costume for the character of Brian the Greengrocer. So, clothes off. I'm not no. disrobing in front of the ladies and gentlemen. Oh, come on, Tensh, all of them. No. Oh, no. How do you expect to get in touch with your inner character without stripping away the artifice of clothing? I like clothes.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: it's at times like this, I'm reminded of an old adage age, told to me by one of the finest actors of his generation. He said, the eyes may be the windows on the soul, but the testicles are the <laughs> saloon doors to the character.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Would that actor happen to be you? It may have been. I can't really remember now. I think it was a long time ago. But anyway, how do you... Uh, surely you're missing out on uh, a great help in the theatrical arts, with you're not naked. No, uh, it's, it's, it's a good
0: thing to be clothed. I, I, find, I find
1: that most people will um, respond to that. Of course, <laughs> what, what, surely you must know what the most important aspect of acting is, Tetch. Projection! No. <laughs> a heroic stance! <laughs> no. Oh, uh, I... Uh, it's timing, Tetch, timing! <laughs> I am about to say that. Exactly. And how do you expect <laughs> to get the rhythm of your character without your fleshy pendulums to help you. <laughs> I'll just keep them off. <laughs> Suit yourself, it's your loss. Now, as I said, you're playing Brian the Greengrocer. He's a, he's a tragic character. His parents were both killed in a terrible accident involving seaside donkeys. <laughs> and his childhood sweetheart and fiancé has recently eloped to run off with a double glazing installer. Now, I'm sure, Tench, you can think of the exact pose to convey the existential angst and dread that this character must be feeling. <laughs> yes, that's right, squatted down on your haunches, reaching out towards the audience.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not bad, Sench. We'll make an actor of you yet. Now yeah, you're asking them to save you, so give me a beseeching expression. <laughs> yeah, that's more mildly plaintive. Come on, are anyone beseeching? <laughs> better. Better. Now whimper. Whimper like the, whimper like the beaten dog you so resemble. Excellent. Now hold it. Hold it. Hold it. So far, <laughs> three hours for the matinee, overnight for the evening. Oh, I can't oh, say that. <laughs> Tent, you've ruined it. You've ruined my everyone. out. Help! Come on, stop God, I can't bear for you to watch me in this fast. <laughs> Calm down, boy. Oh, God. Well, you've spoiled that, haven't you, Ted? Let's see what execrable dollop of pabulum you've got for us today. Well, I have something very special for you today. Have you? We know my builder was working down Stratford. I, I do remember you saying you had a man in recently.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Funny. <laughs> yes, well, he, he was knocking through a back door, and, uh, ...and happened upon a script. Yes? A, an actual page from a Shakespeare manuscript. And, uh Good lord, Tetch. I've got it with me.
1: A, a genuine undiscovered work of Shakespeare. Yeah, right here. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is something you'll be telling your grandchildren about.
0: <laughs> or even right here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: would you like me to form it? Do oh, to, to go on, Tetch. I think this is the most exciting moment of your life. <laughs> Upon my troth, I see thy girth hath improved with face of slim drink through thy lady's Wembley patch as <laughs> like a duck in the gate. Down that hill, through screeches, thy unbridled lusty buttocks, through a flagon of mighty strength hail, and no more nails. Do hold thy tiny shells precariously above a vision box. But I, in all juicy fruitiness, it resembles nothing more than a crumbling soffit, a jaggeroth of doom sitting atop a useless comb It jiggles and laughs, but only for a wretched cactus to come and flay away all the joy. Monster thou art! and swollen at that most rude of man places, you is. Fornicator, rubber of the holy oil of Sodom into the bridges of Gomorrah. (laughs) Tempest brews and ships quiver in their rigging, while I do reveal that this idiot actor paid 75,000 pounds for this badly made bardic fake, and only now is he coming to realize his error, while bellowing this to an empty room in old Riki while I doth lay on a
1: beach in Barbados wanking <laughs> <laughs> Well done, Ted. Let me have a look at that. It's tight! Did that <laughs> not give <keep> it away? <laughs>
0: they had typewriters back then, I'm sure they did. They're quite older typewriters. Oh, God. Have you got anything else? Uh, I've got one more thing. Go uh, on, then. Well, remember Oh, I was saying the other day that my, my little niece, she, she uh, very much enjoys um, uh, Rastamouse.
1: Uh, I believe the kids quite like him these days. Down with the Rastamouse. Yes. yes. Uh, well, I figured that uh, kids really needed to uh,
0: go to like the classics. No, fair enough. So I thought that I should combine Mouse with some Charles Dickens. <laughs> I call this Scrooge. Miley was dead to begin with, man. There is no <laughs> doubt whatsoever about that. The register of his funeral was signed by the Craggy the clerk, the undertaker, and the chief mourner. Scrooge signed it, and Scrooge's name was good upon change for anything he chose to put his hand to. And cheap! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did you like it? <laughs> For the love of God, Tench, tell me you're not planning on blacking up when you perform <laughs> It's edgy, you said I needed to be more edgy. No, oh, we've been through this. Do you remember when we had the pinboard and we wrote all the things on the bits of paper and you had to say whether they were edgy and raw? Or 1970s-style racism? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God,
0: I've got it wrong again, haven't I? Yes, Tench, you have. i Have invited Gary Wilmot to the opening night? Oh, God,
1: why? I thought he'd give me a good rise up. I never thought I'd hear myself saying this, Tench, but have you got anything safer?
0: Um, well, I do have one more thing. Go on, then. Um, I, I'm working on a little piece, um, for the national, yes, uh, national exhibition centre. The, 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 <laughs> the you know those little little video things out on. Um, oh yes yes. Um, and there's a piece for
1: Shakespeare again. Okay. Actual, Shakespeare's actual Shakespeare's Shakespeare
0: this <laughs> time. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou <laughs> <laughs> oh, art more beautiful and more temperate. <laughs> The wind may shake the darling buds of May and summer's leaves have all too short a day, what, what is this? It's the rousing opening scene from Henry V. You know, the St. Crispin's Day scene. Tent, you went to RADA! Yes, I
1: was at the Rotherham Academy of Dance and Ad-
2: <laughs>
1: So how can a RADA graduate not know the difference between Henry V and the Merchant of Venice? That's it. You belittle me at every turn! You, I'm trying to keep you in line, you idiot! You bastard! <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen,
3: gentlemen. Please, please, please. leave me, tempting though it was to leave you there for a full <laughs> five minutes. that. <later. laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of our show. Thank you for coming, thank you for being very generous and supportive to uh, an hour that's been basically put together over the course of two weeks in the States of blind panic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is obviously the free fringe, you don't have to pay anything, but if you are so kind as to give us anything there's a bucket as you go out, uh, basically if we make you laugh once, just think that's entire that's better than the entire whole series of the Morgana show. <laughs> <laughs> we can have all paid a thousand. So <laughs> the Bucky's there. We're very grateful for you being here. Yeah. We've been the Gentleman's Review, thank you and... Bye bye!